This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. This is Morning Breath. This is Mark Cook coming to you from the studios here at East Coast Christian Center in Merritt Island. So glad you've joined us for this drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. The Word of God is alive and active, and uh, we're going to experience it today as we get into the Word in Exodus chapter 14. Uh, We always do this together. We're doing a devotional where we read the Word of God the night before. We read it the morning of. We come down here to the studios. We discuss it, and we just talk about whatever God's breathing on. We don't really know what direction we're going to go. We get in here, and we just start talking and let the Holy Spirit move move. And I'm doing this show this morning with my favorite co-host, Angela Cook, aka Mama Ange. How you doing, baby? Good. <laughs> well, I'm doing well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Very well. Speak, uh, enunciate very clearly. I'm doing well. Nicholas, how are you doing today? I am doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? That's your full name, right, Nicholas? Yes. I figured yes. it was. It's not used much, but... Right. We found out this morning that Nick is a fashion icon for Walmart. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, oh, no inside jokes. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? No inside jokes. Uh, that was instructions that we were given when we, oh. when we uh, were with Mezzanine, which is our young oh, adult Oh, that's right. No inside church. jokes. Okay. Yes. So oh, well. any Mezzanites will appreciate that. But uh, we just are so glad you guys are joining us, uh, no matter what group you're in, uh, whether you're young adult, old adult, middle adult, or youth. Uh, the Word of God's uh, going to speak to you. And so uh, you can join us uh, by getting the East Coast app, getting on our website and finding the Morning Breath Guide. And if you have that Morning Breath Guide, then you can know what chapter we're going to be in, uh, when and where. And so you can read along with us and be up to speed with us. You can also, uh, through our app or through our website, you can look at, uh, or you can listen to podcasts of Morning Breath going back for quite a ways. So you can get caught up or go back and listen to one that you heard that was really good. Um, something something excellent that uh, Pastor Dan might have said or something. You want to go back and listen to it again. I've done that lots of times. I've listened to, to episodes over and over because there were just some really life-giving stuff. And so uh, you can also find out more about East Coast on our Facebook page, uh, Instagram, and YouTube to see our our services. We're online. We have an incredible online campus. It's getting better every week. Yeah. Uh, we're really being diligent about that. And so, man, you can be a part of the East Coast family from anywhere that you got internet access. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and we also want you to um, check out our online weekend services, like you said. Um, just, yeah. ECCU. Yeah, ECCU actually starts tomorrow, August 6th. Yes. Yes. East Coast today, Christian University. Did you say the date? Today was today August fifth. Wednesday, August fifth. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yep. Also, tomorrow and Friday is the Global Leadership Summit. It is seventy nine dollars. <laughs> I think you can still sign up for that. Um, so you can go to checkout. Uh, you can go to. Wow. Shoo. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the squirrel ran across the room. Man, and was I was distracted from the beginning. I wasn't paying attention. I was reading text. Global Leadership Check Summit tomorrow and Friday. Yes. Get on eccc.us <laughs> for slash events for more information on there. Uh, it'll be great. It's a it's a digital summit that comes uh, through, and we so we'll be we'll be piping that in here in the Parkway Worship Center. There'll be plenty of room for you to come and and be spaced out so that we're still social distancing, uh, respecting uh, all of that. But it's a great chance to really feel your leadership tank. So I want to encourage you to get on there and check that out. Price is seventy nine dollars. So make sure you we'll said that, and that includes breakfast and lunch <laughs> uh, both days, August sixth and seventh. Oh, nice. Yes. So we ready to get into the word. Yes. Do we need to pick on Nick anymore or anything? No, 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 no. Please no. The Walmart thing was enough. I mean, that that could go through a few weeks. <laughs> well, we've got 31 verses in Exodus chapter 14. Is that right? Sure. That's what it looks like to me. 31 verses. There's a pretty good break 
not quite halfway, but between verses 14 and 15, there's a paragraph in my Bible. Yes. Do you have your giant print Bible? I need a giant print Bible probably, <laughs> but right now I'm just doing large print. Yeah, Mark and I are in our mid-40s now. Yeah. Giant print. You're wearing Gla- reading, wearing glasses, reading glasses, glasses. My Bible's three feet away. Tomorrow's our 21st. <laughs> no, Friday's our 21st wedding anniversary. 21 years, baby. Yesterday was my 46th birthday. Today yeah. is my sister's 38th birthday. Yeah. We got lots going on the first week of August. <laughs> Can't keep up. We plan it right, don't we? Yeah. I'm, I always say that uh, my birthday gift to you is to marry you a few days later. Yeah. You got me a car one year. We had some, yeah, we had all sorts of things happen. We bought a house during <laughs> yeah. that time of year. It's just that it's time of year. It's a good time, yeah, because yeah. it's my birthday. It's good. Our anniversary. Okay. All right. Exodus chapter 14, 31 verses. If you want to read first, you can read through uh, the first 14 verses, and Sounds I'll take good. it from 15 to the end. Okay. All right. What version are you reading? I am reading out of the New Living Testament. New Living. New Living. I am in the New King James. I say unto you, Mama Ange, read, ma'am. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pihirithrith, between Migdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore across from Baal Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites... Then... Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They are trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away? They asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So he chased after the people of Israel who had left the first, left with fists raised in defiance. The Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Piharoth, across from Baal Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, Leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Verse 15, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. And so it became, so it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one and it gave light by night to the other so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land, and the waves were divided. 
I'm sorry, the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth, while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Amen. Amen and amen. That's good. So um, I know I've got a direction I could go to, but I was going to throw it over to you first. Oh, okay. (laughs) Good to know. Um, No, go ahead. Okay. Well, there's, this is obviously one of the, one of the epic stories of the Bible. You know, it's, it's known uh, across, uh, across all cultures. Like when people uh, talk about the Bible, even if they don't know much about it, they've probably heard about Moses and the parting of the Red Sea. Everybody, it's, it's part of our, it's part of our, you know, our, just our common lexicon. You know, we talk about, gosh, man, it's like, it's like we parted the sea there or, you know, it's, it's just, you throw that out there. And so it's obviously so well known. And there's, there's things we could talk about, but one of the things that really comes to my mind, when I look at the Old Testament and we see these things talked about, we don't often see there, that there's a clear explanation of, of, like, if I were to say to you, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Right? So then we start to come up with ways, well, God sent an east wind, and God told Moses to stretch out the rod, and God, yes, God did this. But the question is, like, how, how did it come to pass? And if we look at this from a new covenant perspective— there's an answer to that question in Hebrews. Um, so when we go to Hebrews chapter 11, we see the hall of faith. Um, and we see that there's so many, not only people of faith talked about, but events of faith that are talked about. And it says, like, for example, the walls of Jericho. How did the walls of Jericho come down? Well, the people shouted because they obeyed Joshua and they shouted and the walls came down. How did they come down? What was it, sound waves? What's the science behind it? People try to figure all that out. Well, it says in Hebrews chapter 11 that the walls of Jericho came down by faith, faith. right? By faith. So that's so important. And so listen to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29. Um, well, I'll start in 27 to set the background because this this section of Hebrews chapter 11 talks about these events, the Exodus and Moses' leadership. It says in verse 27, by, f- by faith Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroys the firstborn should touch them. We saw that in um, the, when they left the, the night of the Passover. Then verse 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Mm-hmm. Right? That is so key because all of these things happen. Like, well, God parted the Red Sea. God, the Red Sea was parted because a man of faith responded to God in faith. Right, so that's that's what I want to put out there. The if Moses did not respond to God in faith, 
what would have happened? Right. Right. So that that's the thing. Yes, God does incredible things. The, the kingdom of God produces amazing miracles. And this is a perfect example, but how are they produced? They're produced when some person of faith uses that faith to connect with the kingdom of God. And we see heaven come to earth when that happens. And that's such a key because we look at this and we go, that's so impossible. We never see that kind of stuff happen today or whatever. And you know what? We see people healed today. We see people, you know, sometimes we even, we see the dead raised. We see the lame walk. We see all the things that Jesus did. And he said, greater works than these will you do. The same works I did in greater. How are they going to be done? They're going to be done by faith. We connect with the kingdom of God by faith. And so when we really understand that something as amazing as this epic story of the sea being parted, the millions of people walking through on dry ground and then an entire army being destroyed in that same sea, we understand that, wow, this is so epic and it all seems so big and it is, but it all is rooted in this key, the key to the kingdom, which is faith. It's just believing God. Yeah, I like in what you're saying. Um, in verse 15, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Then he says, pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. He doesn't say, pick up your staff, raise your hand over the sea, and I will divide the water. Amen. Now, we know that the act of faith is God moving yeah. on behalf of that act of faith, but he's making it, um, like you're saying, He's God is giving a command that is singularly to Moses of something to actually go and do. We talked about this several weeks ago. God, you know, about going, going and doing the thing that you're being told to do asked to do, commanded to do, obey. And so then in verse 19, it's, um, and then in verse 21, it says, then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the water. So he had, you're right. He had to actually, he had to follow through with the command that God gave him to pick yeah. up your staff, divide the water. But then in 21, it says, and then the Lord opened up a path yes. through the water. Like it's, I was listening to the song on the way here called Faithful Now by Vertical Worship. It's just, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I'm horrible with lyrics. <laughs> How awful is that? <laughs> I'm horrible memorizing lyrics. But the idea is you were faithful then, you'll be faithful now. And so that was kind of the direction I was going this morning about you were faithful then, you'll be faithful now. God is having, Moses, they're having to remind the Israelites, hello, he was faithful then, he will be faithful now. And if you have been listening over the last couple of days, you know that they had had to endure through a lot of things in faith. Um, the plagues, the 10 plagues had just happened. Um, water turning to blood, swarms of frogs. I'm sorry, but the water turning to blood thing would have been it for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do anything else. Like I either would have crumbled or like been like totally like justice move. I don't yeah. know which would depend on the day, <laughs> but just that alone, but just dead livestock going out. We're not talking about a dead cow in the field. We're talking about all livestock just obliterated, then the hail obliterating, de destruction so much bigger than anything we could ever imagine. And then they're freaking out. Yeah. And it says they panicked. And that's kind of where I was going with the verses that I read. Um, Israel looked up when they saw Pharaoh approach and they panicked. Really? Like they, and I'm, I'm so being a little bit like sarcastic and facetious against the. It, yeah, facetious. sure. Cause we do the same thing. Absolutely. But just, that's the idea. Like these things we go through, but so you're looking the Israelites, they panic after seeing all of that. Like in, in the last plague, the death of the firstborn male. Wow. Like 
and you're going to panic now, like where I just, it's humorous and so real about us at the same time as being people. Andrew Womack would say they folded like $2 suitcases. You know, they let the devil come in and take their lunch and pop the bag. Like, it's just hard to believe that we're so stubborn and stupid and we don't really believe how much do we really believe he's faithful then yes and he'll be faithful now they watched him god be so faithful through all of those things yet they still panicked and then um, moses told the people don't be afraid just stand still and watch the lord rescue you today the lord himself will fight for you just stay calm like that's something we all need to embrace yes like just stay calm like stop worrying and be still. And we see that theme throughout the entire Bible, be still. And ultimately that command almost to be still came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, like the idea of stopping and being still and believing that God will take care of that thing came through Jesus when he, he, he came to fulfill all the things that created so much um, panic in us. Right. His finished work contains everything that we need. Yeah. And that's why he was able to say, look, just seek first the kingdom. Seek first his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. So you're good. You're going to have everything. You know what? I need that reminder on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so easy to start looking at the world around us and forget what, how faithful God was just five minutes ago. Yeah. And that he's been, that is, that his loving kindness is from everlasting to everlasting and his faithfulness is to all generations. It's so hard to sometimes keep that in the forefront of our mind because the world is screaming at us and we have to be willing. And this is what's so powerful about this. It only took one man to be in faith. Mm. You know, there can be people all around you who aren't in faith, but all right. it takes is you. Yeah. All it, it, it you know, the, you had an entire nation of people who was not in faith, but one man, Moses. This is why he was leading them. This is why Moses is, Moses is such an epic historic figure, because he simply, he, he was the one who had faith. Yeah. Well, what's neat about <laughs> Moses, too, is he didn't just, okay, God. Like he actually argued with him about I'm how why me like my mouth I don't speak well you know we were told historically that Moses probably had a stutter he had a speech impediment of some form um, that's what theologians have deduced by his conversation with God when God calls him to be the mouthpiece basically of himself sure. to the people of Israel um, imagine that but what's funny is we've all been called to be the mouthpiece of God in this earth yeah. And that's and I, neat. I, and I just love as I think about as I think about the idea of Earth of of connecting heaven to Earth through faith. Um, I'm not a scientist at all. Uh, <laughs> we're not scientists. Um, the I remember seeing as another inside joke. Oh. No inside jokes. I don't um, know that one. <laughs> the, it's uh, <laughs> only inside if the people in the room get it. This <laughs> from Last Man Standing. Oh, okay. Um, so I remember years ago seeing a documentary on uh, lightning, and it was and from what I remember of it, it was talking about the fact that when when there's a lightning strike. It's not just electricity coming down from a cloud. There's a there's a there's an alignment of all the electrons and everything on the ground, and it's actually a two pronged thing. Lightning comes up because they've shown where they've seen where there's been a lightning strike, but the Earth is actually ripped up as if something came from out of the ground, um, and so there's there's electricity charging up and charging down, and that they connect and that creates that lightning bolt. Yeah, well, and that's you the figure same, same an, picture. An electric charge isn't just one singular thing. It's something yeah. like that. It they, comes together. It's a connection. Yeah, and it's that's a just connection. I think of that faith. Your faith on the ground is what connects with the power of God, and that's where that lightning bolt strikes, and that's when faith, incredible faith things happen. Um, so I just and it goes on to say in uh, Hebrews eleven twenty nine, it says the rest of that verse it says by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egypt the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. See the the Israelites passed through the sea by faith. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians tried to pass through the sea 
in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's when they failed. And there's, there's, a, there's a clear picture there, just like we go back to Abraham. Abraham had a promise that he was going to have a son. He tried to have it in the flesh with Hagar, and it created a mess. When he had it in faith with his wife, Sarah, they had Isaac, and that's the line that created Jesus, right? And so it's kind of the same picture. When we do stuff in our flesh, we generally blow it. When we do stuff by faith, we get to see the kingdom of God come on earth just as it is in heaven. And the Egyptians saw the Israelites take uh, an incredible step of faith and walk through the sea on dry land, and they thought, well, we can do that. And so then they tried to charge in there and do it, but they weren't doing anything by faith, and it ended up costing them everything. Man, when we take steps of faith, there's a huge difference. When we take, when we just do stuff in the flesh thinking that we can make it happen, so often that's when it comes back to bite us uh, because we weren't doing it by faith. And when it's by faith, man, that's when the kingdom of God comes alive in that moment and in that act. Um, and there's a, a total difference. And a lot of times faith can help you not do something that you would have done in the flesh because you learn, oh, wait a minute, the spirit of God's not leading me to this. Um, you know, had the Egyptians been quote unquote in faith, they probably would have known better than to go charging through there. When yeah. you do it in the flesh, you generally blow it. I know that's my story. Um, it's funny because when I first read through this, the very first read through that I did, totally kind of go in a different direction, but not. Um, the very first thing that came to me was childbirth. I don't know why. I think, I mean, I do know why, but the idea that, um, so when you're pregnant and you have a baby, right before you go into labor, it's miserable. You're just, t- well, you're, oh, I don't want to say that because if there's any women out there listening who are pregnant for the first time, I'm sorry. If you're almost getting ready to have a baby, you know how you feel. Um, but I think about all the plagues and like this moment, this thing is coming, you know, the, the pregnancy, it's coming to the end of, and they're going through all these plagues. It has to be to that point where they're like, oh, come on, not one more time, not one more day. Please let me have this baby. Then they're like, okay, we're going to, Moses says, okay, come on, we're going to go. And then they get, they go and they're like, what the heck have you done? Why have you brought us out here? That's in that correlation to childbearing. And and I know it's God's plan like that. He planned all of that so beautifully. And you get to that point where they're at, it's a transition. And when you've had a baby, you go through the stage where you go through your labor, you're going through labor. It's tough. It's hard. It's, you have to stay focused on the spirit. You can't get in the flesh in those moments because you will want to give up. And you get to that place where you're in a transition and it's like you really do think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. I would have been better off to just not want to have this baby. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? And then, you know, you see the old stories, you know, the the TV shows where the wife is looking at the husband going, this is all your fault. I hate you. Why did you do this to me? It's exactly what the Israelites are doing to Moses. Why did you do this to us? We hate you. We would have rather died, corp, you know, died in Egypt than be yeah. corpses here, you know, or whatever they said, be slaves in Egypt, um, be slaves to that pregnancy for, mm. for months and months and months. And then, Right at right before that baby is born, you're just thinking, you're thinking all those things. I hate you. I want to die. This is awful. And in the spirit, though, there's just something beautiful happening. You know, any minute. And then the second that baby's born and you'll get into um, Song of Deliverance of chapter 15, it's rejoicing. You can't even imagine how you could have been going through all of that. And then in within seconds, it's over and you're just so elated and women are filled with these hormones that make them so happy and so full of joy towards that baby. And so I, it, that was what came to me right away when I, the first time I read through this was like, this is a picture of what it feels like to actually physically 
So like to experience the yeah. physicalness of this story as a woman. Sure. Like just and if you've you've watched births and been involved, you know yeah, four the of beauty them. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, you know, it's it's incredible when when God is bringing us through something, a lot of times we get the idea that well everything's going to be roses and 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 easy and and just because God is in something doesn't mean it's going to be a piece of cake. There's going to be challenges, and that's why faith is required. We have to be willing to have faith, even when it looks very challenging and difficult, if we know that the Holy Spirit has led us there, because the greater that's going to be an even greater breakthrough. Um, so don't be discouraged because there's a challenge. Faith is designed to get you through that challenge and that breakthrough. You have that baby, and it's life-changing. So yeah. hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back to the show. You know, uh, right before the show started, we were talking a little bit about uh, about the the concept of the dry ground blessing. You know, that you've got this this sea. You know, and if you've been to the beach, you know that when the when the tide ebbs, 
what's left is not dry sand, it's mud, it's wet. Um, and so the sea parts, but it says here that the, the Israelites went through on dry ground. It doesn't say they went through on muddy ground. They weren't walking through with their sandals getting stuck in the mud. They weren't slipping on, uh, on wet rocks. They walked through on dry ground which was, you know, adds another level of amazement to this. It's not just amazing enough that the sea was parted and they were able to walk through, but they were able to actually walk through on dry ground. It's so much easier to walk on dry ground. You're, you're less likely to slip. You're not going to get stuck, and, and you can see obstacles clearly and walk around them or step over them. And so, you know, a dry ground blessing is incredible because then when the Egyptians tried to go through on that same ground, their wheels began to come off. Their wheels began to stick. They began to, they, they're the ones who began to slip and, and struggle trying to walk through the same, the same ground. You know, you can, look at a, you can look at a situation. Two people can look at the same situation and, and experience something completely different because one of them's going through it by faith and one of them's trying to do it in the flesh. We talked about it earlier, but just the, the whole concept that there's dry ground uh, for you to walk on, and it, it can be scary. It can be hard to believe. Like, I can't understand this, Lord. There's water to my right and to my left. And why isn't this, this ground's not muddy? There's an army behind me. But if you just keep walking forward and fix your eyes on Jesus, that's why the, the Bible says, you know, we, we overcome the sin and the things that so easily ensnare us by looking at Jesus, the author and the perfecter of what? Our, Our faith. faith. Amen. Go with God this week. Go in faith. Bye. Love you, Mama Ange. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.